I get a few looks um, sometimes coming down the dock in the morning if it's a new group, but um, once they realize uh, we get out on the water for an hour or so, they, they're pretty much ready to go. They've seen what I can do, so um, everything changes, and it's always a good time once they realize it. We have a good time out there. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to the Women Angler and Adventure Podcast. My name is Barb Carey, host along with Angie Scott. And today, I'm up in Lake of the Woods. I'm sitting here in River Bend Resort on the Rainy River, right at the mouth of uh, Lake of the Woods. And as I look across the river, I'm looking at Canada. And you talk about absolutely gorgeous up here. And it's one of my favorite places to visit. I've been up here several times, and it's I just can't get enough. It's one of those places that you want to come back and back. There's rows that, uh, just whole row of resorts along the rainy river here and at eight o'clock in the morning you see a whole row of boats heading out to the big lake to walleye fish for the day all the resorts have charters and when i was up here last time i met a fascinating woman who is the only woman charter captain that works up here and her name is cassie and i wanted to talk to her so i invited her on the show cassie thanks for being on the show today Thanks for having me, Barb. So you've been a captain up here for five years. How did all that start? Well, I started coming up visiting my dad, who was uh, captaining up here, and I just didn't want to go home. And so I moved up here, started in the office over at Borderview, and um, the first spring rolled around, and I said, put me in a boat. So what did, what did you have to go through in order to, for them to put you in a boat? Um, I took the Coast Guard captain's license and uh, went and got that so now I'm Coast Guard certified as a captain. Wow so what kind of boat is it that you take out then every day? Um, I run a 27 foot sport craft. And how many passengers do you take? Um, up to six. So what, what does a day look like? Um, you you kind of get the passengers in the boat. How, how do they react when they see that there's a woman captain? I get a few looks um, sometimes coming down the dock in the morning if it's a new group. But um, once they realize uh, we get out on the water for an hour or so, they, they're pretty much ready to go. They've seen what I can do. So um, everything changes, and it's always a good time once they realize it, and we have a good time out there. So what kind of fishing do you do? I know this is big water, and the target fish is primarily walleye. What is, what is some of the f- fishing techniques you use with six people in the boat? Um, it kind of depends on the season. We start out jigging um, May, June. Um, we go into spinner fishing in July. Um, late July, we'll start down rigging when the fish move deep. And then in September, we go back to the jigging. So as far as um, refining the, these techniques and um, finding the fish, do you have to do all that on your own? Yep. Yep. Um, I've got a pretty great group of guys that I work with over there. So if we've lost a school or we need to find a new school of fish, we kind of just spread out. Everybody kind of picks an area, and then we keep in touch pretty good, and we want everybody catching, so we'll go where they are. 
So um, when, you, when you're out there looking, what do you look for? Are you looking for fish on your graph, or how does that work? Yep, it starts with that. A couple of us can, with our graphs, can see when we're running. We can see fish. So we'll stop on a school if we can see them down there um, and just check it out for a few minutes, see if we can get anything to go. Um, otherwise, we by this time of the year, we kind of know where they are. They may have just shifted a little east or a little west, so we just kind of move one way or the other just to stay with the school. Now, they call this place the walleye capital of the world, and I've heard, I heard someone say the other day that some of these schools of fish are just miles wide. Is that true? Yeah, we've hit a few this year that, I mean, you can go for miles and not run out of them. What does that look like on the graph? Is there a ton of fish or one fish here and there? What does it look like? You know, now I'm pumping you for questions for my own fishing that I'm going to be going out here and doing now this week. And, you know, as a new person, this big water can look pretty intimidating. I mean, there's uh, how many thousands and thousands of acres of water? Quite a few. And to get out there, uh, never being out there before, you know, it can be kind of intimidating. So what does an, an angler that's new to the area like me look for? Um, what we look for is there's going to be multiple arcs on the bottom of the screen. Um, anything suspended at this time of year mostly isn't going to bite, but you also want to look for what we call bait balls, and it looks like this big orange ball um, maybe in the middle of the graph or just off the bottom. And the walleyes are feeding on those, whether it's a shiner school, tulipy perch, they're, they're eating those, so that's what you want to look for. So besides walleye, do you ever catch anything else? What are some of the other incidental catches that you're running into? Yeah, um, we target walleye and sauger, um, but we'll catch northerns here and there. Um, once in a while, if we're jigging, we'll catch copies or perch. Um, that's about it. We don't. The muskies stay up north in the islands. We don't get into those much. Um, but, yeah, we catch different species out there. Now, tell me a little bit about the slot limit. You know, when, when you have an area that is, you know, there's so many charter boats going out every day and most customers are bringing home their limits. Tell me something about the regulations here that are kind of protecting the fishery. Yeah, so 19 and a half to 28 have to go back. Um, those 19 and a half to 28 fish are the main breeder fish. So those are what are supplying the lakes for years to come. So those are all throwback fish. Um, those are all the healthy females that you want to stay in the lake. So if a person is thinking about coming up here, what, what would you suggest the best time of year to come up to um, get fish? Um, it really depends on what kind of fishing they want to do. Um, June, May, June is good for jigging. Um, if they want to downrig, we got people that love downrigging too. Um, that's going to be July or August. Um, and September is another great month to come because we go back into the jig and, and everything's moved south. Um, so it's a lot of fun out there in, in September as well. So there's quite a, a spring migration route with the Rainy River right here. I know that um, I've seen the, the Lake of the Woods tourism newsletter reports and they talk about how it's absolutely crazy busy here in the spring and people are getting giant fish. What I bet that looks like chaos out here that time of year. Yeah, it does. Um, a lot of people are fishing the river that time of year um, because they come into the river to spawn. So a lot of big fish in the river um, or just outside the gap, they're all moving. Um, the same thing in the fall, the fall the shiner's in. So you got a big group of fish that come south in the fall as well. 
So when we were talking earlier, you were talking about getting your master's captain's license. I know this summer or the last spring, I recently got my captain's license, and I know that's not like a piece of cake. I mean, it takes a little bit of effort. So tell me about uh, your plans on getting your master's captain's license, and what does that give you? So my master's, um, I need three days um, on top of what I already have to get my master's, and that will allow me to... Um, what it, doesn't do much for here, but what it will allow me to do is drive bigger boats, um, ocean-wide, um, stuff like that. So if I did want to go south, fish in the ocean, or when I get older, stay down south, um, I have that option. Well, sounds exciting. Well, I know this time I didn't get a chance to go out with you, but I still plan on bringing a group of women up here to Lake of the Woods, and that's probably going to happen next summer. And I can guarantee you that if I bring a group up here, your boat's going to be full of them because they would love nothing better than to go out in the boat with you. Yeah, I'd love to have them up and take them out and kind of show them what I do every day and, and get them on some fish. So what uh, if somebody wanted to make sure that they were able to hire you, is that possible through Borderview? How would they arrange to book a trip with your boat specifically? Yep, all they would need to do is call Borderview um, and make a reservation, and then when they're doing that, just um, tell them that they request Cassie, and um, we try to fill as many of those requests as we can. So is there, a, you know, the phone number or the website by chance? Um, the phone number would be 1-800-PRO-FISH, P-R-O-F-I-S-H, and um, it's uh, borderviewlodge.com would be the website to go to. Well, you know, you're you're admirable, and you've accomplished quite a bit at your young age, and I sure would like to get in the boat with you. I'm sure you could teach this old sea dog a few tricks. <laughs> I'd love to have you in the boat, Barb. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. Um, check out our Facebook page, and we'll put some pictures up there of Cassie in action. I'm sure she'll be able to send us some. And thanks for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast, and we will be back soon with another show. Music.